Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guest this week, Casey Midwinter, as we preview the main ITV action at Newbury and at Warwick. Before we get into the racing, um, Katie, uh, we had plenty of Cheltenham Festival clues last weekend at the Dublin Racing Festival, but what the listeners want to know is, how did the punting go? The punting wasn't great. <laughs> I really enjoyed the action. It was looked an excellent festival. Some were definitely on my list. I'd love to get over there next year. I did get the gopher on Sunday. At 20 to 1, he was in the morning. I thought he uh, was well handicapped for that one. So, Davy Russell, great ride on board, uh, going to the front. It was great to see a horse that I mentioned last week's pod, Top Bill Ben. He uh, went over and finished third. thought it was a fantastic effort from him. And yeah, a lot of Cheltenham clues. It's going to be really interesting to see how the horses who were beaten um, at Leopard Town, how they get on when they do come over to Cheltenham. Yeah, there's definitely a few uh, shake-ups in the market. I know there was, obviously, with Fasal, Vega and Supreme. Blue Lord as well flopped in the champion chase. That looks like a wide-open race now. So, yeah, uh, interesting times lie ahead over the next couple of weeks before we lose a good racing. I think we've only really got this weekend, and then I was just saying off air, the card at Kempton next week, and then all the horses will probably be uh, put away uh, until the Cheltenham Festival of Good Ones. Anyway, right, let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 150 at Newbury on Saturday. It is the Betfair Multiples offer every Saturday handicap hurdle class 3 contest over 3 miles. The ground is likely to be uh, good on the quick side and that should favour the favourite Barbados bus who's currently um, 7-2. to two. We then got Annual Invictors at 7-1 to one, along with Jatta Louie. Uh, West of the Bridge is also 7-1. to one. Regarding Roof at 17-2, JBY at 9, Splementide's 10s, bigger are the rest. Barbados Bucks, uh, he's been a little bit of a consistent horse, you have to say, um, on his uh, efforts so far this season. But at 7-2k, I think he's uh, worth taking on. Is there any horse in here that you quite liked? Yes, I like Annual Invictus. I tipped him up on the podcast before. I think it was before his race at Cheltenham in November when we were there. But I stupidly didn't put a saver on him. Uh, and I was regretting that quite a bit when uh, I think he made the run in. He uh, was leading throughout, travelling really nicely, and he won at 12 to 1. Um, in his following race, he finished third at Cheltenham again, four pounds higher for his previous win. Pulled up when last seen, but I think maybe that race could have come a bit too soon for him. He's had a little break now, and he might be back to his best. I think a mark of 139 is probably a rating that he can be competitive off. He does have £7 claimer Freddie Gordon on board. And so he doesn't have a top weight of 12 stone to carry, which I'm quite glad about. And I think, yeah, he can be quite competitive. 8-1, to 7-1, to one. I think it's a good price in what is it's quite an open field. Uh, Chris Gordon in flying form too, 42% win rate in the past two weeks. Definitely a trainer to keep on side. And I like one of his other horses later on in the card as well. So... I'm going to go for annual Invictus, hoping he gets me off to a good start on Saturday. Okay, Katie likes Chris Gordon's annual Invictus. The one I like is Jatta Louie. I think he's quite interesting here, coming 
on the better ground. Also as well, Tom O'Brien definitely has to be an upgrade on David Maxwell. I don't think David Maxwell is necessarily a bad rider over hurdles. have my concerns when he's over the fences, but he's a, a great ambassador for the game. But I just think, yeah, for Marker 135, I think he's fairly interesting. He's been campaigned over fences quite a lot in recent seasons, but over hurdles of this kind of mark with Tom O'Brien in the plate, I think he's worth uh, maybe a small each way. Phil Hobbs' team haven't necessarily been in the best of form this season, but there have been a few glimmers uh, in the past week or so that they could be coming back to a little bit of form. And I just think the ground is absolutely crucial to this horse. So I'm going to side tentatively with Louis. So that is our thoughts on the 150 at Newbury. We now move on to the 225. It is the Betfair. Denman Chase, a Grade 2 contest, and Hitman is your favourite at 7 to 4. We've then got Lash's winner, El Dorado Allen, um, at 11 to 4. Fanny and Destravel has been supported into 4 to 1. Does he know at 7 to 1? Sam Brown at 10s. Kalashnikov, an old favourite, 22s. And Zanza's the outside of the field at 33s. Um, Hitman KE um, was pulled up on his uh, last start. It's always been a horse that I know Paul Nichols has held in high regard. But we've never really seen him do it at the top level. And seven, taking 7 to 4 about a horse that pulled up on their last start, that's a little bit concerning. I, I think there's definitely some value to be had here. Who did you like? Yeah, on Hitman, I was very impressed by him at Haydock when he ran over uh, two mile five and a half on soft ground. Should stay three miles. Probably is the one to beat, maybe more on reputation. But for some reasons, uh, I just have my doubts over him still. He did flee from the nose in the King George, so maybe that he can be forgiven for that run. But I don't think he was ever going to be in contention anyway. Might be that he's still quite young at the moment. Could be a real force next season. But I won't be having a bet on him for now unless I really think he's a certainty. And so I have looked elsewhere because there is another horse in this race that I'm a big fan of, and that is Kim Bailey's Does He Know? He just come into the race off the back of a win having had a couple of months off, so he should be fresh and ready. It was a really impressive performance last time out when he carried top weight in a grade three handicap at Cheltenham. I don't think good ground is a problem for him, and I think he represents a lot of value at 7-1. to one. Okay, does he know? Uh, it is for Katie. Hi myself, if you're wondering quite like the chances of El Dorado Allen. I can't understand why he's a favourite. I know he does have to carry a penalty for his win in this race last year, given £6 weight to Hitman. But I think arguably he has the, the best form in the race when he finished uh, second behind um, Brave Man's Game and Charlie Hill at, uh, at Weatherby on his seasonal reappearance. I think if he runs up to that form, I think he's clearly the one to beat. I know Joe Tizard's again is a stable that not been in the best of form uh, in recent weeks, but they did have a winner at Huntington today. They're reaching for the first time cheek pieces. We know he stays well. Ground shouldn't be a problem. Course and distance winner. I think he's definitely um, the one they've all got to beat. And I think if El Dorado Allen can run his usual consistent race, he is the one to beat, in my opinion. So it's El Dorado Allen for me, and Katie is siding with Does He Know a slightly bigger price at 7-1. to one. We now move on to uh, the Betfair Exchange. Game Spirit chases a grade 2 over 2 miles. Grenatine, he's odds on Katie, 4-9. to nine. Um, He's clearly the best horse in the race, nothing really uh, close to him on ratings. Is this a penalty kick for him? It should be. I think it's a really poor grade two. 
Grenatin is miles clear on ratings. Should be straightforward for him. He's fifteen pounds clear of the second favourite for Nambula Sibola. And he, yeah, he's probably as close to a certainty as you can get if he turns it up and runs his race. So I think it, it should be quite easy for Grenatine here. Yeah, I think Grenatine is the most uh, is definitely the most likely winner. He's probably one I wouldn't put in the Akers. I think Alexa Denuts it could be interesting if you're looking for a horse to finish second to him. Um, bounce back to form last time. He has been bouncing back to form in his last couple of starts, but he really did last time when he made all at win count. And um, I think this ground is quite key to him. He's actually, if you go back for his form, you go far enough. He's actually um, a grade one winner when he won the Tollworth uh, hurdle at Sandown in 2019 kind of went off the boil a little bit but he has uh, been like i say doing all right over fences this season he's clearly got a bit of class about him there there is obviously a massive difference he needs to find out the weights he does get six pounds from grunting but i just think if he was to uh, get an easy lead and get into a good rhythm we do know that it can be hard to peg back front runners at uh, Newbury, and I just think that it could be an interesting angle going into this race. He might just have to make Grenatine work for it, but I do expect Grenatine to win. We then go on to the feature race on the card at Newbury, it's the 335, the Better Fair Hurdle. Filet Boy is your favourite at 7 to 2. We then got Rabot at 8 to 1, Hacker de Places at 9s, Icarolen at 9s as well, Monvier at 11s, Master Chewy's been well supported, 22s into 12 to 1, uh, No Ordinary Joe also at 12s, and uh, Bigger are the rest. Casey, I thought this was a really tricky puzzle to solve. Um, there's only a couple of horses I could cross off the list here. I thought it was wide open. Cases can be made for plenty. Uh, do you have one for the listeners that may be a big price they can get stuck into? Well, I mentioned in the opening race we previewed, um, I had another Chris Gordon runner that I like on the card. And it comes in this race, Orkin Risk. I think he's going to be a good uh, each race shout here. Back over hurdles. He has been running well since he started his chasing career. And he won a grade two novices hurdle last February. Clearly has a lot of talent. And he's very consistent too. If you look back through his form, he usually finishes in the places. And I think if he manages that here, then he's a good each race shout. 16 to 1. Uh, I'll also be having a small saver on one more for the road at around 33 to 1. He's a horse that I like and I often follow him. So I'd like to see him run well as well. Okay, a couple there from Katie at uh, slightly uh, bigger prices. Like I said uh, in my intro to this race, I think this is really tough. Uh, Fide Boy, I could see why he's favourite with the Emmett Mullins JP connection. He could easily have a few pounds up his uh, sleeve. Uh, Fort Master Chewy was interesting for the same connections that won this race in the past. Uh, with no Tristan Davis. Katie makes a good case for Orkham Risk, a very consistent horse. Glory and Fortune, I thought, could go well. Um, Hacker de Plas, I thought, could go well as well. But the one I'm just going to um, put up tentatively out of all of those selections is uh, I Care Len uh, for Willie Mullins and John Joe O'Neill Jr. I thought this was interesting that they were coming here. I was a decent juvenile hurdler, had some really good um, graded form to his name. But um, what I was puzzled about is why they didn't run him at the Dublin Racing Festival um, l last time out. Um, when they know coming over here, he's going to be running off a slightly higher mark. I think this has probably been the plan for him all season long. He finished third, a good third last time we saw him at um, 
at Fairy House. I think the key to him is better ground and a big field, and we know he's going to get it here. John Joe O'Neill Jr., I think, is absolutely mustard in these kind of races. He won the race before and saw, saw in glory for his dad, so he knows what it takes to win it. He is obviously um, the second top weight in the race, carrying 11 stone 12. But I just think he is going to have a lot in his favour. And at 9-1, to one, I think he's not a bad each-way proposition there. So he's my idea of the winner of the Betfair hurdle. We're now moving on to Warwick, where they've got some uh, ITV action. And the first race we're going to preview there is the 130. It's the Virgin Bet Warwick Castle Handicap Chase. Stolen Silver is your favourite with for Sam Thomas at 6-4. We've then got Galahad Quest at 3-1. Knight in Dubai at sixes. Mackenberg has been subject to a little bit of support at eight. And Mazid Zobo is the outsider at nine to one. Um, Katie, I thought this could be quite a, a trappy race, to be fair. I thought Stone Silver, okay, he's got some decent form next to his name. There may be a couple in here that might be able to spoil his chances. What do you think? I really like Stone and Silver. I think he looks a good bet. It could be a little bit of a trappy race because he has to give so much weight away and he has to carry top weight of 12 stone, which it could make it tough. I really do think he's good enough. I think the better ground will be in his favour as well. He is four pounds higher for his second at Cheltenham on New Year's Day. And I think if he runs to that level of performance, then he will take all of the beating. Um, I don't think the other's quite good enough. But again, with the, all the weight that they receive, might be able to get close to him but i think still silver is a really nice horse he's doing well in these graded handicaps and he's very consistent too so yeah i wouldn't be opposing him okay katie aside with the jolly stone and silver i thought mackenberg could be quite interesting here for donald mccain is a fairly consistent horse in fact last time out was the first time he's ever lost over fences he's five wins from six starts been progressing really well in handicap company this season didn't think it was a bad race last time out at doncaster he's actually dropped a pound for that effort but Theo Gillard has won on him previously in the past and I just think stepping back up and trip he is a, an interesting player in this race where I'm quite keen to oppose favour I just think that that weight carrying could uh, be the difference and I think Mackenberg does represent a little bit of value if you want to take on the favourite we then move on to the 205 at Warwick it's the Virgin Bet Best Odds Daily Warwick Mayor's Hurdle a listed contest and Love Envoire is your favourite at 4-7 uh, to seven. we then got Fitter Glory at 10 to 3, Molly Zoli's Wishes at 10 to 1, Indefatigable at 25, Sky at 28, and Makalana at uh, 66 to 1. Um, Love Envoy Katie, obviously a very consistent horse, a very admirable horse, a horse that's been holding her form well this season. She's 4 to 7. You've got to say that a lot of things um, should be in her favour in this kind of race, but the only concern would be the ground. At 4-7, to seven, would we want to be staying away from the Akers and multiples if we were getting uh, stuck into her? I am going to stay away from her. I think she's a bit short, and with a ground concern, I think yeah, she's not worth a bet at that, that price for me. Uh, I also think that she's going to be tuned for Cheltenham. This is going to be a prep race for her. Um, you know, she could well cope okay with the ground and, and really hack up. But I would be looking elsewhere. I might not have a bet in this race, if I'm honest. Um, but the horse that I've gone for um, as my selection, I've gone a little bit left field here. And I'm going for Indefatigable, which might sound a little bit mad on recent form. But 
it's just the ground for me with Lavenwa and Molly Ollie's wishes as well. I think that she's a horse that wants it softer. Uh, I'm not yet convinced by Theatre Glory. The yard is quiet at the moment. So I'm just, just going to take a chance on uh, Indefatigable. I think she's a huge price at 25 to 1. And she is 10. She is a bit older and she's not getting any younger. So it might be that, but well, it probably is that her best days are behind her. But, you know, could she find a little bit of her old form and, and put in a good run here? Uh, I'm hoping that she will rediscover a little bit of her old self and maybe go out with a bang before she retires. So, indefatigable. Okay, Indefatigable is from Katie if you wanted uh, a flyer there. I quite like to feel a glory myself. I think she's a, an interesting horse, clearly been held in high regard by Nikki Henderson. Thought it was a good run last time out at Kempton where she had to give away a stone to Grey Dawning who was the subject of a gamble that day. He subsequently went on to win the Grade 2 Leamington Spa hurdle at, um, at the track. So um, that's good to see that form been franked. I think the key to her is this better ground. She's won at this course um, and the course and distance before. I just think she is a, an interesting contender. She gets a little bit of weight as well from Love and Boire. And yeah, Nikki Henderson has done well in this race in the past. And I think uh, I think Theatre Glory is an interesting contender with Nico de Boinville. But for the ride, we then end with the last race we're going to look at. We're probably not going to spend too long on this one. John Bond is your favourite. It's the Kingmaker, Novices Chase, Grade 2. John Bond's your favourite, as I say, at 1-4. to four. Uh, We then got Alex Zobo, who could be an interesting rival at 5s. Pass Rock at 20s. Kalika at 50-1. to one. And uh, that's uh, your lot uh, in the Kingmaker. So, um, Katie, come to you here. John Bond, um, his favourite for the Arkle. He should get the job done here. Do we think, um, do we think he's going to have to be put to the test? I think it should be easy for him. He should win this. And I hope he does win it in good fashion, make it a good preparation run for the Arkle. And the Arkle is shaping up to be quite an exciting race. Uh, El Fabiolo was very impressive at Leopardstown on Saturday. Uh, I quite liked him for the race. I did think, appreciate it would put up a bit more of a fight. But uh, El Fabiolo jumped with much more fluency and he showed great speed um, after jumping the last. And I... There's not much between him and John Bon on that entry form. So I don't think it'll be easy for John Bon at Cheltenham. I'm really looking forward um, to the festival and to the article too. But yeah, definitely for me here, John Bon wins. Um, not much taking him on. It's disappointing that it's just a four-runner race. But uh, I think, yeah, John Bon should uh, win this quite easily. Okay, John Bon um, is for Katie. I just think Haddock Sazovo is worth a mention. That run last time out when he won over this course and distance, that form couldn't have worked out any better. You had uh, Gallopin de Chasse of Venetia's come out and win uh, since. He was beaten 19 lengths by Haddock Sazovo. Also, as well, the third place horse in that race was Third Time Lucky, and he went on to win at Sandown last weekend. So it's interesting to see that that form boosted. And uh, yeah, he could be maybe uh, an interesting horse to take on John Bond, but I do think John Bond will probably just have a little bit too much for him. So yeah, John Bond, we think, is going to win the Kingmaker. We're now at the part of the podcast where we have any other business. Uh, none from Katie this week. I just had a couple I wanted to mention. In the 348 at Warwick, a horse of Joe Tizzard, it's called non-stop. I think he's interesting. Um, he's only run three times in his career, but uh, he's a horse that I think 
could be going places. He won last time out on heavy ground at the track, but a lot of his earlier form stacks up well. He's two from two at Warwick. He gets the uh, weight for age allowance as well, being a four-year-old, so he's well in against uh, quite a lot of uh, horses in here, taking on his elders. I thought he was interesting. He's running about nine to two, and he's definitely a horse that uh, I'll probably be having a saver on at uh, the weekend. We also as well have another one um, on this side of the RSC, uh, where we go to the bumper. Uh, this bumper at Newbury's always is fairly strong been won by some decent horses over the years but i thought bowens park was interesting for richard patrick and henry daly in the colors of trevor hemmings um as one is uh two starts today winning at utoxta and that's uh, warwick had to give a penalty away the last day at warwick but i think that was quite a strong bumper for the grades and um yeah i think he is definitely uh, a horse that i would be keeping on side i think the ground is key to him uh, represents henry daly who has been having an unbelievable year and i've just got one other selection i want to mention over the rsc we go to nace for the feature race on their card, it's the 325. It's the Island Limited Opera Hat Mare Chase Listed Contest. Dino Blue and uh, Ellie Mayer, the top two in the betting. But I thought Magic Days could be interesting for uh, Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore. He's likely to make the running, could get an easy lead. I just think the key to her is this um, better ground. Currently described as yielding over in Ireland at the moment, which is, if you're not sure, in the UK, basically the equivalent of uh, good to soft. I just think uh, if she can get into a good jumping rhythm um, over this uh, kind of trip, she could just have too much of them. Ellie May's a horse that I think is starting to be on the decline. It was very disappointing last time out, even though she might have needed the run at uh, Clonmel and a listed mare's chase there behind Dulcita. Uh, Dino Blue as well has some good form behind Impervious, but for me, um, I just think uh, I just think the the pace in this race could be key for Magic Days, and I think three to one there um, is actually not a bad price. And uh, I think uh, with uh, the weight she's getting from Ellie May, I think um, she she'll have her beating and her measure. So Magic Days is for me at uh, Ireland uh, in the three twenty five and Nace. Uh, so that's it then uh, for this uh, week's podcast. Thanks again for Katie for joining us. Hopefully we've pointed you in the direction of some winners. Remember to follow us on all the social platforms we're available on um, twitter and instagram you can follow us on our podcast channels as well at apple and spotify please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon